Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, I'll call it a special edition of the Opening Tea Podcast. I am your host for Jason Roslin, and the Opening Tea Podcast goes over all of the important facts from last week. And sets up the week that will be, at least following this, but I call it a special edition because it is the Tour Championship and we only have 30 golfers competing this week. The remaining 30 or the top 30 in the FedEx Cup playoff standings. So what I've done here is I've combined my first two pods for this week, the Opening Tee Podcast and the Fit and Form Podcast. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you all 30 golfers Course history and recent form mixed in, of course, with the opening tee stuff information. By the way, I calculated it looking at my notes from last week, probably a total of 23 to 25 minutes. So instead of doing two like 8 to 12 minute ones, decided that I would just combine these two together. And then, of course, still give you the against the grain pod on, it's probably going to be on Thursday morning this week as it's a Friday start. Got to keep an eye on that as that, of course, is a little bit different than what we've been used to. So again, a Friday start, you'll get a Thursday against the grain pod, a Thursday morning once we get all of the information from ownership. Also, all the information to make sure and see one of the stars this week is playing. And of course, I'm talking about Rory McIlroy, whose wife, Erica, is due any day with their first child, a daughter, So Rory may not be playing. He may be a withdrawal mid-tournament. Who knows? We're going to take it by year. However, let's start off the opening teapot. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the opening teapot information as I normally do. And then after that, after I give you my salary guesses, which I'm recording this at about 11 on Monday. I don't believe they're quite out yet. I haven't gone to the DraftKings app here in a couple of hours or maybe not even today at all. So again, not quite sure if they've come out yet. So I will give you my top salary guesses that I expect for the week. And then I'll go into, like I said, telling you the recent form in course history for all 30 golfers in the field. So let's go ahead and get off right away. And I'm going to start off with the European Tour as Rasmus Hodgegaard's form is absolutely undeniable. I really hope, and, and again, I, I don't know. I don't know that the field has been finalized or printed for the U.S. Open, but I would certainly hope this guy gets an invitation. He has been on absolute fire. Five top tens now since the restart over there on the European Tour, including the win in the playoff against Justin Walters last week. Really incredible golf. I, I believe the kid's only 19 or 20 years old, too, so possibly a budding star. In Rasmus Hogard. Second one's going to be John Rahm. And the note I have on John Rahm is the fact that he 
won on both the first and second hardest tests of golf on the PGA Tour this year. Really incredible. What a weekend. He even had a penalty stroke called on him on Saturday's round and was still able to overcome that. Shoot an incredible... I mean, he went into the weekend at six over and won the golf tournament. Just really incredible from John Rahm. Absolutely loved watching it. However, on that second notion and our third bullet point is DJ's form is also undeniable. Since the Brooks Kepka call out on maybe it was Saturday at the PGA Championship, Dustin has gone second, who just was beaten by Colin Morikawa. He didn't even lose the PGA Championship. He was just straight beaten by Colin Morikawa. A blistering of the field at TPC Boston where he won by 11. That's right, a double-digit win. Then comes back here and almost wins again in a extremely hard event, coming only second, losing to John Rahm in the playoff. Really incredible. Dustin Johnson obviously playing extremely motivated. Plus, he's got a new putting method where he kind of grabs his right arm before putting with his left hand before putting his left hand on the putter. Maybe it keeps that right arm still, but certainly it's working because his putting has been on fire lately, as has his iron. So really great stuff here. Okay, uh, last one, Mackenzie Hughes. What a par he makes on 18 to make the Tour Championship. A slippery sliding five-footer down the hill that was to be for his first time getting into the Tour Championship and two back-to-back great starts for him to do so. Really good stuff there. Okay, before we move on to our statistical review of last week, let's go ahead and give Superdraft our uh, couple of seconds here. Uh, They've put out some really great contests uh, in a different form, the multiplier form, which if you don't know about the multiplier form, which I'm sure a lot of you do, uh, it's you get to say goodbye to salary restrictions and hello to lineup freedom. What does that mean? Well, that means you get to put in your favorite golfers each and every week. Maybe even use some of that fantasy sports knowledge that you have over other people and draft your very own dream team. Again, that allows you to do countless lineup possibilities and experience daily fantasy sports the way you want to. Right now, Superdraft offering contests for PGA, obviously, NASCAR, MMA, MLB, NBA. Oh, did I already say NBA? I think I did. But they also offer NFL. They just posted their contest for week one, 15K to first place. So if you don't want to deal with salary restrictions, you just want to go and put in any lineup you want, you can do that with their multiplier. So if you haven't signed up over there, use promo code OSMO10 and you get $10 free on your first deposit of 10 or more and 20 total free on your first deposit of 100 or more. New users can look to download it in the App Store or play at SoupDraft.io. No limits and more. Winning. Okay, let's go on to our statistical review from last week. We start off with strokes gained off the tee, and Jason Kokrak played, again, very nicely, getting inside the top 10. He was a really good play last week. He won't be playing this week, however. Dustin Johnson was number two. Pat Cantlay not playing this week was number three. Matt Wolf also not playing. Neither is Bubba Watson for Joaquin Neiman, though. An incredible ball-streaking week for the young Chilean. John Rahm also up there, Rory McIlroy, Corey Connors, Daniel Berger, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam Long, and Tyler Duncan round out the top 10 or so. We look at driving accuracy, Tyler Duncan led the field this week, and he showed up in the top 10. And then Jerm Herman, Matt Kuchar, Mike Thompson, Bubba Watson, Bubba, wow. Dylan Fratelli, Corey Connors, Kevin Stroman, Matt Fitzpatrick, Scotty Scheffler, Abe Anser, Adam Hadwin, John Rahm. So maybe three or four of the top ten in driving accuracy showed up on off the tee, strokes in off the tee. This week, Bryson DeChambeau led in driving distance. 
Cam Champ was number two, and neither of them were found in the top ten of strokes gained off the tee. So very interesting there. Rory McIlroy uh, was uh, up there in driving distance and on strokes gained off the tee. Dustin Johnson, Tony Finau, John Rahm, Paul Casey, Justin Thompson, Dan Berger, and Hideki Matsuyama. So I'd say about the same crossover between accuracy uh, and distance, um, about 40 to 50% on each, roughly. So I think that that probably shows that last week you really needed a combination. You couldn't really favor one over the other to gain your strokes off the tee. Probably something similar to this week, although with uh, the rough being so much smaller than uh, this past week at Olympia Fields, maybe half the length, and Bermuda, which is much easier to hit out of than that sticky, wet Kentucky blue, um, we should see a lot more drivers this week. So I do suspect that driving distance will have a lot more show up in the firms of strokes gained off the tee than any other ones. Okay, let's move on to our strokes gained off the approach, which, believe it or not, is not incredibly important this week. In fact, of the last five golfers, not one of them has gained on average of one stroke on the approach, uh, including Roy McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, and the like. So it seems, though, the last five winners have really heavily focused on off the tee. I just wanted to make that note. Um, However, uh, let's go in and look at the strokes gained on the approach. Dustin Johnson, great ball striking week. Danny Lee, I already mentioned Joaquin Neiman, Kevin Stroman, Brendan Steele, Byung-Hyun Ann, Matt Fitzpatrick. That's definitely something to keep an eye on. Corey Connors, John Rahm, Lanto Griffin, and Billy Horschel. Lanto Griffin, Billy Horschel, both playing here this week, so maybe something to keep an eye on. Greens in regulation. Joaquin Neiman led the field last week. John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick, Adam Hadwin, Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf, Harris English, Lanto Griffin, Corey Connors, Kevin Stroman, Tiger Woods, Tony Finau, and Rory McIlroy round out the top ten. All right, the last two we got around the green. Hideki Matsuyama had an incredible week. The only reason why he was where he was was because of his around the green play. Sebastian Munoz was very good. Cam Smith, Ross Henley, Jason Day, Pat Cantlay, Ty Hatton, Adam Scott, Jim Herman, Corey Connors, and Carlos Ortiz. So a couple of those golfers playing here this week. And certainly around the green, I will say, uh, definitely helps you. With driving distance being uh, in strokes getting off the tee being such a heavy favorite, if you do end up missing the green, which is uh, roughly around 63% of the time, I'm sorry, 37% of the time, 63 minus 137, Jason. There we go. There's the math working early here on this Monday morning. Uh, certainly uh, will be important this week. Strokes game putting, no surprise to see Brendan Todd and Brian Harmon as one and two in the field last week, but Tony Finau, number three. How about that? Charles Howell, Bryson DeChambeau, John Rahm, Abe Answer, Pat Cantley, Dustin Johnson, Paul Casey, Matt Hughes, Maverick McNeely, and Matt Fitzpatrick. Certainly no surprise on those last three golfers. They have been putting fantastic since the restart. Okay, now let's go into our top birdie review. Uh, putts per GIR, actually, I guess we'll do that one real quickly. Brendan Todd, DeChambeau, Scotty Scheffler, Brian Harmon, Sung J.M., John Rahm, Pat Cantley, Gary Woodland, Roy McElroy round out the top 10 or so. So probably looks like a 60 or 70% crossover, which obviously makes sense. You have the least amount of putts on the green, probably making those putts, and when you make them, you're gaining strokes putting. So kind of an easy correlation there. Top birdie review, Brendan Todd had eight Teen birdies. How good was that putting last week? Insane. Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy had 15. John Rahm and Joaquin Neiman had 14. Okay, so now uh, we're going to transition into this week. We're going to learn about East Lake and the Tour Championship. But before we do, I want to tell you, we have got some of the best. I'll say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be not as non-biased as I can be about this. Um, but we've got some of the best premium information out there. We've got a stretch of golf that is going to be fantastic. We've got the Tour Championship this week. Then we go out to Napa Valley for a week, the Safeway Open. 
maybe some would call a little bit of an off week, but with contest sizes being as big as they are, it will be an important week regardless, uh, and it will be a full field over there, a full, full field at the Desert Classic. They use three courses or two courses. I think this is a three-course event, so certainly want to join for that as there's be a ton of information. But then after that, we get the U.S. Open slash Invitational. There's going to be a bunch of players in the field that you probably haven't heard of very much, including Brandon Wu, who grew up like right next door to Wingfoot. Um, and a couple of other players, because of its invitational status this year, because they weren't able to hold all these qualifying events, there'll be a lot of golfers in there that we'll have to cover. So, uh, great tournament there. And then the fall season just continues on all the way up into the Masters. So, join us for the week. Check us out. See what we've got to offer, which includes Alex Awesome Baker's the number one daily fantasy sports player in the world. He's got his top golfer's tool, his ownership projections, and of course you get my PGA DFS model that gives you all of the strokes gained information, ownership, and so much more. $8.95 for the week and $29.99 for the month. Come out and join us. Okay, let's talk about Eastlake now. We've got four par threes, 197 yards, 235, 214, and 211. So nothing really short there. But of course, with you know plenty of tee boxes, they can move it up at any point they want. 12 par fours. 469, 391, 497, 442, 481, 455, 424, 389, 445, 20, 455, and 430. Two par fives are both reachable this week, 525 in the 18th hole, 590. So as comparatively last week, so as you can see, it's a par 70, 7,300 yards, which is almost identical to last week, but main difference is one, both par fives are reachable, which will obviously bring scoring down in and of itself, one and two. Um, the rough will be half the length. So much easier to hit out of. Bryson DeChambeau, I'm sure, will be trying to drive every single green, even if it's 495 yards long, um, it, which means 56% of the fairways are going to be hit. More drivers are hit off these tees than most other courses. And then 63 that leads to 63% green in regulation. And if you miss the green, you're going to get up and down about 66% of the time. So not too hard. Once you get on the putting green, in one of the top 12 easiest on the PGA Tour. Okay, as I mentioned at the top, the field is the top 30 players from the FedEx Cup. And the stats for this week, strokes gained off the tee, very, very important. Sure, Bryson DeChambeau will be a heavy favorite. Okay, my top six salary guesses, and I'm using the information based off of last year. Dustin Johnson, I've got him coming in at 16K. That's right, 16K. This is what they did last year, something similar. John Rahm, I've got at 13.8. Dropping down now, Justin Thomas at 12-6, Webb Simpson at 12-4, Colin Morikawa at 12-2, and then a big drop for the sixth-place guy, Daniel Berger, 10.6K. Those are my salary guesses for this crazy week that we've got going on here. Okay, that concludes the information from the opening teapot, and I'm at 13 minutes or so, maybe getting up onto the 14th. So this is a perfect reason as to why I combined the first two of my podcasts this week, trying to get you about 25 minutes uh, here for the first one. And now we're going to learn about all of the uh, information, like I said, uh, all of the course history and recent form for all of the golfers in the field. And I'm going to maybe talk a little bit quicker than I normally do. Let's start off with recent form, Dustin Johnson. And also, forgot to mention, I should have mentioned this before, I apologize. It is a staggered start here at the PGA, uh, at the Tour Championship. And what a staggered start means that they all start off with a score. For the week, and if you're not familiar with the setup, check out my first cut article that I have posted, uh, where I talk a bit about that. But I'll tell you quickly: 
Dustin Johnson, he's going to start at 10 under this week. John Rahm is going to be at 8 under. Justin Thomas at 7 under. Webb Simpson at 6. Colin Morikawa at 5. The next five golfers are going to start at 4 under. Daniel Berger, Harris English, Bryson DeChambeau, Sung J.M., and Hideki Matsuyama. Then at 3 under goes Brendan Todd, Roy McIlroy, Patrick Reed, Xander Shoffley, and Sebastian Munoz. Then 2 under, we've got Lanto Griffin, Scotty Scheffler, Joaquin Neiman, Tyrell Hatton, and Tony Finau. 1 under gives us Kevin Kisner, Abraham Anser, Ryan Palmer, Kevin Na, and Mark Leishman. And lastly, starting at even par, the bottom 5 guys, or the last 5 guys to make it here, Cam Smith, Victor Hovland, Mackenzie Hughes, Cameron Champ, and Billy Horschel. So again, Dustin Johnson is going to start the week at 10 under par with Dust uh, with John Rahm, just two shots behind him. Remember, the winner this week will win both the FedEx Cup, $10 million, and the Tour Championship. That's the way I like it as a fan, personally. I don't want to see Justin Rose taking up the picture of, of you know, with Tiger Woods, and then Tiger Woods just wins the, the Tour Championship but doesn't win the FedEx Cup. I'm out on all that. I like this way. Maybe I'm one of the only people that does. I want to see this way stay. And that's uh, and that's that. All right, let's go into the recent form now. Dustin Johnson, the hottest golfer on the planet. Johnson has either been runner-up or the winner in each of the last three weeks. Prior to that, he went on a rough patch, though, as we all know. If you don't, then uh, he, had, he shot 80 or 78 in three straight rounds. But since then, he's been unstoppable. John Rahm, one of the only two golfers, he and Morikawa, with two wins since the restart. Outside of his two wins, though, he only has one top 10 with the rest finishing in mediocre starts. So certainly something uh, to keep an eye on there. Um, Rahm's kind of been a little bit more feast or famine than we would have liked. Justin Thomas has had a rocky restart that has included a win in a second place, but only one of their top 10 in the other five starts. Um, so a little bit topsy-turvy. Webb Simpson, the only golfer to sit out last week. Webb is coming in Eastlake with back-to-back top 10s on his card. He has four since the restart and only one miscut. A small rib injury was probably the reason that kept him out of uh, last week. But I'm sure a little R&R will surely do him good. Colin Morikawa, the two wins, including a major, has been incredibly impressive. But he has shown he is human as well. He played the last... He played the weekend here at 400 bar this weekend, second only to John Rahm. So he does have momentum uh, heading into this week. A little bit topsy-turvy, though. We have seen him be human and miss a cut or two. Daniel Berger, outside of his missed cut at the Memorial, which was an awful missed cut, doubling the last miss by one. Berger has come inside the top 25 in each start, including three top fives. Harris English, possibly the biggest surprise on this list, at least in terms of position on the board. Uh, English has been nothing short of stellar since the restart. The first time he's come outside of 23rd place in the last 11 weeks was last week. We finished 40th, six top 25s outside of that 40th, though, so in the one top 10, or one top five, I should say, at TPC Boston. Bryson DeChambeau, Hulk, he has struggled since his rocking restart. Sure, he has a win in three other top 10s, but he also has two missed cuts, a 50th and a 30th. Now he comes to a course where drivers should be his best friend, so we'll see if he can kind of buck that trend that he's been going on these last month or so. He does have a top 10 at the major, but... Uh, not too much outside of that. Sungjae Im. Speaking of not too much outside of that, for Sungjae, it's really been only one good start since the restart. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think he might have had a top 10 there at Colonial, but over the last 11 weeks, only one good start at Sedgefield two weeks ago where he finished ninth. Outside of that, though, there hasn't been a finish inside the top 35 over the last 11 weeks, including four missed cuts and four starts outside the top 50. Yikes. 
Hideki Matsuyama, after a rough restart where he missed the cut out of the gate, he's turned it around in, to include six starts inside the top 30, including last week's third place finish. Only one other golfer, uh, I'm sorry, only one other missed cut among those six top 30s as well. Brendan, the putting machine, Todd, has used his wizardry with the flat sticks to four top 17s, five top 25s, and only two missed cuts over the last 11 weeks. Rory, soon-to-be dad, McElroy, still doesn't have a top 10. He couldn't even do it last week after holding the lead for the first two rounds. Um, I know, listen, I know that leading up to up to my son's birth, and, and I'm sure some of you parents that are listening, I was a nervous freaking wreck. So maybe that's why uh, Rory has been playing bad, and, and that's what's been plaguing him. He kind of alluded to that. Um, now he's within days of the birth. I'm not really sure what's going on with him, but... Maybe if he does end up playing, I suspect we'll break that top 10 mold. Patrick Reed, the typical sure-handed putter. Reed has struggled a bit over the last month with the flat sticks, but has lost three top 10s um, in the last 11 weeks or so. A couple of missed cuts and four starts outside of the top 39, though, so not all is well in the Reed camp, but still he's got a couple of things to be excited about. Xander Shoffley, number 14 starting the week. Xander hasn't really shown us the upside, but he hasn't really shown us the downside either. No missed cuts, and seven straight top 25s are both solid measures, but only two top 10s is showing that maybe his upside is capped a little bit. Sebastian Munoz. Chronicled Munoz's putting in short game woes over the last couple of weeks, but I've also chronicled how his ball striking has been there. He capped that off last week with a first top 10 since the restart, but does have a bunch of missed cuts and terrible finishes mixed in. Okay, next guy on our list is Lanto Griffin. And Lanto has taken advantage of two of course fit two of the last three weeks, notching top 25s in both the PGA Championship and last week's BMW. A similar setup in course. And we have a similar setup this week too, so maybe Lanto Griffin could be on the move this week as a low-owned player. Scotty Scheffler, one of the hottest golfers entering the week, entering last week. Scheffler couldn't get his putter going until Sunday, where he shot the best, second-best score of the tournament, a 66. That got him into the top 20 for the fifth straight start after missing three cuts in a row after the opening week of the restart. Scheffler has really turned it around. Joaquin Neiman, uh, I've talked about him a couple of times already, a young golfer uh, from Chile that had really done nothing since the RBC Heritage. A couple of missed cuts and four finishes outside the top 30. Neiman's ball striking continued to be hot, had played a fantastic weekend, got himself into third place and into this field. Tyrell Hatton, after a roaring restart that included two top fives in each of his first two starts, Hatton's play went through a period of regression with a 69th and missed cut after that. Now, since the since the missed cut, he's bounced back with two top 25s, including a 16th place last week. Tony Finau, two good weeks with one missed cut sandwich in between them. Finau has played the shorter and the harder of the courses. The par 70 course is better than a course like TPC Boston, where I would think he'd be better fit. But I guess what the heck do I know? Finau makes it to the short championship without a win yet again. Kevin Kisner, the native Georgian, a strong last five weeks for Kisner that included or includes two top fives and another three top 25s. Kevin comes home to Georgia looking for a big week. 
Abe Answer, after a fantastic start to the restart, I guess that's a little bit of a mouthful there, but Answer's play, he's dropped off dramatically. Since he placed second at the RBC Heritage over 10 weeks ago, he hasn't found himself in the top 10. It also includes a missed cut in two of their starts where he finished outside of the top 40. So Answer will need to find something here this week. Ryan Palmer is the next guy. Palmer has found a good patch of consistency since his miscut at the workday. It's included two top 10s and three top 25s, as well as five for five and made cuts. So Ryan Palmer playing pretty good golf. Kevin Knott, well, if you look back at periods of 11 events, I can't remember a period of, of 10 events that Kevin Knott doesn't have a withdraw in one of them. Now, granted, at least in this last patch of 10, uh, it was well before lock time, so no one was really affected by it. Outside of that, two top 10s for non the last 10 weeks are a big part of why he was able to make it here this week. Last five on my list, Mark Leishman. Talk about out of form. Wow, Mark Leishman hasn't finished better than 40th since the restart, including three missed cuts. Yikes. I think he's really the only golfer on here that I have that to say about. Cameron Smith had to play well the last two weeks just to get in here, and he did finishing inside the top 20 in both events. He had a great weekend at Olympia Fields as well, taking a ton of momentum into this week. Victor Hovland, he entered last week as one of the guys that couldn't, that, let me say this correctly, Hovland was one of the guys that basically, if he came in last place, was the only way that he couldn't make the Tour Championship, and he almost did, he came in 40th, now granted out of 69, so still he's here, Uh, and he hasn't missed a cut since the restart, not that he will this week either, obviously, with it being a no-cut event and only 30 golfers, Excuse me, but um, his play has definitely dropped off since his five straight top 25s to open the restart. Did have an 18th place there at the PGA Championship a couple of weeks ago. So certainly maybe form is not too far off, but not as good as when he first started. Kenzie Hughes, what a two weeks for the young Canadian it has been. He needed two top 15s just to make it here, including that slippery five-hill, five-footer that I mentioned right at the top of this opening tee pod. So Mackenzie Hughes is here. Cameron Champ, I cannot believe Cameron Champ made it. He needed to come in 65th or better and came exactly in 65th after the miscut at TPC Boston. He almost played himself right out of the Tour Championship, but it was just enough to hold on. Um, I'm sure he was watching the telecast with great interest yesterday, and but he is here. And maybe he'll be able to pull something off of the top 10 at the PGA Championship for some motivation because the last two weeks have not looked good. Last guy, Billy Horschel. He's here because Corey Connors three-putted from five feet to miss the Tour Championship. Likely will be receiving a tall bottle of wine from Billy Horschel. Billy has gone through a nice stretch uh, where he finished inside the top 25 in four of five events leading up to the playoffs. But since the playoffs have started, has not played as good. Okay, so that does it for our recent form. Let's go into our course history here, where uh, I'd say probably about half the field hasn't played uh, yet in making their first appearance, and the other half of the players uh, have played. So we're up to about 25 minutes, so maybe a little bit longer on this one, like I said, but wanted to put that all in on one. So if I had broken it up, it would have been two really, really short ones, and I'd rather not do that. Okay, ready. Dustin Johnson, hottest golfer on the planet. Uh, as I just mentioned, let's see. Here we go. Now I got my notes. Um, DJ is one of only three golfers that have competed here each of the last five years, Matsuyama and Reed being the others. In those five starts, he has three top tens, one last place finish in 117th. John Rahm has competed here each of the last three years and has come inside the top 13 in each of those years. 
Justin Thomas has made it to the Tour Championship each of the last four years and has come inside the top 10 each time. So he likes this course. His best finish was second three years ago. Webb Simpson, three straight years for Webb that he's made it here. His resurgence in the game has been welcomed by most. He's a really just a, a good guy and a good player. He finished fourth, 13th, and 20th in those three starts. Colin Morikawa will be making his first start here at Eastlake, as a pro at least. Berger is the next one on our list. Again, I'm going from 1 to 30, exactly how they stand going into the week. That's how I'm reading them, just in case you're curious. Berger, it's been two years since he's made it here uh, in his three starts, though. Prior to that, 15th and uh, twice and 12th once. Harris English will be making his first start in the last five years here at Eastlake. Bryson DeChambeau in the last two years has placed 19th and 7th in his two starts here. Sung J.M. made it to the Tour Championship as a rookie last year and finished in 15th. Hideki Matsuyama is the other, uh, as I mentioned at the top, one of the other three golfers that has made it here to the Tour Championship each of the last five years. He's come inside the top 12 four times and finished 26th once. Brennan Todd, first start in five years here at Eastlake. Roy McIlroy, a couple of wins for Rory here in the last uh, five years with a 7th and 16th also uh, added on his card. Patrick Reed, the other, the last of the three golfers that have played here each of the last five years, but he doesn't have a finish inside the top 10, and his best finish is 13th, so he struggles here a bit. Dana Shoffley has found success here in the three years competing, coming in first, seventh, and second. Wow, very nice. Sebastian Munoz making his first start, as is Lanto Griffin, as is Scotty Scheffler, as is Joaquin Neiman, and as is Tyrell Hatton. Next guy, Tony Finau. He's played here each of the last three years without a win, mind you, uh, and has come in the top 10 twice and 15th the other time. Kevin Kisner has made it to Eastlake four times in the past five years and has twice come in the top 10 with a 26th and 28th in the other two, so maybe a bit feast or famine for Kisner. Abe Anser made it to Eastlake last year uh, and now making it uh, for two straight years. He came in 26th last year, though. Ryan Palmer will be making his first start in the last five years here. Kevin Na, though, has played here three times in the last five years. Hasn't finished better than 16th. The tall Aussie Mark Leishman has made it here each of the last three years as well, but he hasn't finished better than 20th. Cam Smith will be making his second appearance here at Eastlake. He made it to the Tour Championship two years ago where he finished 20th. Victor making his first start, as is Mackenzie Hughes, as is Cameron Champ, which leaves us only Billy Horschel. And Billy has made it to Eastlake only once in the last five years, but... When he made it to Eastlake in 2018, he came in second. So obviously likes the course. Okay, so that will do it for the opening tee. And I guess I can say the Fit in the Form podcast. We are at 30 minutes, which is, I guess, a little bit longer than I projected. But I got you a bunch of information there. So we've got a ton of money on the line as well. $500,000 last year. It was not a duplicated lineup that won the big GPP. So even though there are only 30 golfers in the field, plenty of ways to make sure that your lineup is unique and variable and not duplicated. And for more on that, of course, turn into my Against the Grain pod coming up on Thursday or maybe Wednesday night if you're a late bloomer. Thursday morning, if you're not a late bloomer, it'll be alive and ready for you. So until then, everybody, thank you so much for joining uh, the opening tea and the Fit in the Forum podcast. Good luck this week, and we will see you on the other side. Cheers. Cheers.